Have you or a loved one suffered from an acute passion for sports at a later age in life? Are you a 33-year-old man who finds himself buying baseball video games and dropping baseball name references to his friends? Steve Bedrosian, Luis Soho, Delino DeShields, Raul Mondesi. If so, call the law offices of Andrew Chang at 1-800-WHERE-DO-I-PUT-THE-PAPERS. That's 1-800-WHERE-DO-I-PUT-THE-FUCKING-PAPERS. Call now for a free consultation as you may be entitled a cash settlement. Every time I look in the mirror, I see Cole pointing a finger at me, saying my team's not good, you know? Telling you to G to B. Yeah, making fun of my little chubby. Hello, and welcome back to the Hawk Dog Report. I'm your host, owner of Scott's Tots, David Grant. And joining me today, my co-host, owner of the newly named Oprah's in Trouble, Walker Tassin. <laughs> Hello, Walker. How you doing? Yeah, I was wondering if the question mark might confuse people. But you know what? It's still funny to me. Yeah, so where'd it come from? Give us some insight. You know, it's the next thing. It's, uh, it's a reference about Bushido Brown, Oprah's uh, bodyguard. So my feeling is uh, my team's in trouble right now, but uh, Bushido Brown's on the way. Yeah, it's a, it's a deep inside joke there. Thanks for explaining it because I was confused. <laughs> hey, so we're going to do it uh, a little bit different this week. We're going to go straight into the power rankings. All right, so let's get right into it, all right? Coming let's in at number 10. What the hell are you doing? I'm kicking my ass, divine! Leader of the bottom feeders, Grady Wright, 12-minute team. Oh, man. And you know what? Uh, you know, it, it hurts me when we're talking about Grady's team because uh, after such a magnanimous gesture of uh, joining the league 12 minutes before the draft, he gets gifted Saquon Barkley. He's supposed to have the best <laughs> running back in the league. And the, and the fantasy gods seem to be punishing the 12-minute team, which even hurts me. You know, uh, and after all the points left on his bench this week, you, you got to think that there's a higher power you know, involved here and uh, whatever Grady's done to offend the fantasy gods, he's, uh, he's got to figure out what that was and make up for it quick. Yeah. He must've done something horrible. Um, you know, like I said, we, and we keep reiterating this, we're very, very grateful to have him in the league. Um, he might've been the one to save the league, but he's fallen on hard times. Um, his number one pick, the number one pick getting hurt is a huge, huge blow. Cause you know, and here's the trouble about having that pick. It's a blessing and a curse. You have the best player in the league, but when he gets hurt, your next best pick is a 20th guy. I'm not even sure who that pick was. But not only is he 1-3, and three, not only is he 10 out of 10, but his best player is going to be hurt for about four to six weeks. And if I would have had Barkley, 
when I saw him running across the field on one leg after that game, I would have been uh, I would have been scared. Oh man, you know it's uh, only that. I mean, certain number one picks, you know, you might think there's uh, not much of a gap between the next guys, but looking at all these teams and how nobody has an anchor back. I mean, Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if you want to talk like how many opportunities they get, it's just ridiculous. So I mean, the kind of player he's missing. I mean, you're talking quarterback numbers from a running back, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that That's hurts. a good point. It, you're talking about a guy who produced last year with Eli Manning at, at the helm, you know? I mean, they, they stunk last year. They haven't been great this year. I mean, they look good now with Danny Dimes. Um, Danny I guess Dimes, we call him David know, you, Dimes. Yeah, yeah you, you didn't tell us you had a side job, you know? Uh, armchair therapy is just a hobby, you know? You're, you're slinging it on Sundays. He looks like every man in a social work, a master's in social work program. Yeah, you know, you look like you just got off work before that start, you know? <laughs> Oversized khakis, <laughs> um, a button-down shirt tucked in with, a, like, a, a, a large white shirt under it, too. I'm not even sure if he had a watch, but if he would have had a watch on, it would have been, like, one of those Tiva watches, like that, um, those old-school kind of – dorky watches that you know he he just screams i don't care about the lights i don't care about the glory i don't care about what i wear the fashion he's like the anti odell beckham you know if i had to guess i'd say both his parents probably work at his high school doing something oh that's a really <laughs> good call and school. yeah and they both like encouraged him to volunteer when he was younger when other kids oh, were out yeah, partying i would i would yeah. venture to guess that uh, uh he's probably got uh a long thing can't wait to get our, like uh, like his own khaki line, dry fit. Yes, Dockers. He spills the water <laughs> on it, and it you know he's, it doesn't stick. He's waiting for the the Docker, the stain Dockers money to start coming in, and he's gonna sit. He's gonna sit. Giants. And I don't yeah, and and now coming in next week, a big matchup between Scott's Tots at one and three. And Grady's 12-minute team. So it's going to be huge. It's one and three versus one and three. It's it's one of those matchups. Uh, it's loser leave t- leaves town, you know. Whoever's one and yeah. four after that, how can you expect them to, to make a shot, at the, you know, make a run at the playoffs? It's draw a line in the sand time for both you guys. Uh, you know, one and three. I think the, I think uh, the one and three teams in our league are kind of kind of mirages right now. They're going to do some heartbreaking and make it uh, – it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out down the stretch. But uh, these one and three matchups right now at this pivotal point, uh, man, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shape the season for the next few matches. I got to say, Dave, you asked dude Grady took in that uh, tail end of that second round. It was on Johnson. And then he went running back again at Damian Williams with the 21st pick. So he picked three running backs to start the draft. Kind of luckily, I guess, if you took Saquon Barkley, now he's out. But Damian Williams is well, not playing. You got to remember, he's you, not playing. You got to remember, Oof. the starting running back of the Chiefs was the most coveted. Whoever that was going to be was going to be a high draft pick, and Grady went high for the running back who everybody thought was going to be there. And then after our draft, right before Week One, all of a sudden, Lashawn McCoy is a Chief. So he, you know, somebody's punishing him up there. He. uh he went sour on a deal with the dip or something. Going into your yeah. matchup, Dave, his one healthy running back, Carryon Johnson, is on bye. So you're looking pretty good this week, Dave. 
Yeah, it does look good. And, um, you know, obviously, is it a little biased for me to pick that I'm going to win against him? I don't think it is. Right now, I'm projected to win by about 30. Um, it's the Laurel Hurst matchup no one's asked for. Scott's Tots versus the 12-minute <laughs> team. <laughs> what, what are you guys picking? Where are you guys going with this one? Well, but I got to – I'm going to go with you. I just think uh, Grady's got uh, – he's got that – I don't know what he's – who he's going to put into that uh, that carry-on Johnson spot, you know, and then he's going to need a big day from Duke Johnson and Marquise Brown and Christian Kirk. He might have to do a few moves here. So, uh, if he wins, we're going to talk about some – next week we're going to be talking about some serious uh, waiver wire magistry here. It's going to be yeah. – uh, if he pulls it out, it's going to be one for the record books here, I think. What about you, Drew? Who you got? I think you're going to take this one fairly easy, Dave. And I think that uh, I think that I think the great is going to be leading the pack at the the tail end of our power rankings again next week. Well, thank you, boys. Um, my ego gets larger by the minute. Um, all right, we're going to move into our next team on the power rankings. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Coming in at number nine, one spot up from last week, Scott's Tots. Scotty, Scotty's Tots. Man, Scotty's uh, Tots. You know, as I'm looking at your roster, I see so many guys who have had, you know, 10, 15 minutes of just soul searching whether or not I'm going to pick them up, and you've got them all. I feel like you're the guy on the sinking, you know, you know, on the ferry how underneath the, uh, the seats they got like eight life vests under each bench for out for the eight people that should be sitting there i feel like you're the guy that takes all eight life vests and then jumps into the water you have every on the waiver wire and to be honest with you when i'm looking at your quad i'm going a lot of guys week one will gallop i mean i'm pulling all the strings and you were hanging out but i like it yeah, I'm spending the most time on the waiver wire, whether that's actually picking people up or just looking and, um, you know, being ambivalent about certain guys. I definitely have the most players you wouldn't recognize in public. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. We don't even know what race they are. <coughs> this analogy you just did made me sound extraordinarily selfish, and it reminded me of <laughs> Billy Zane from Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dressing up as a woman, us, trying man. to save himself. Yeah. <laughs> the waiver wire it looks bleak. It's because you're the waiver hero. Well, earlier in the week, are the uh, Oakland Raiders of our league. Second chance, or maybe a little misunderstood. Come on over to Scott's Tats. And then, yeah, we got a spot. Come on for over. You. We'll take you. <laughs> we'll yeah. take you. It doesn't matter if you're, you know. A C minus, B plus, we'll take. We'll at least make the consideration. And I remember Drew sent a text message earlier in the week, maybe it was last week, that said me and him spend the most time thinking about this stuff, picking guys up. And to be one and three, although I did just get a win, it's still tough. It's still tough to reconcile with that. Um, you know, the effort isn't being it's matched a- by the, uh, the results. Yeah. But it's nice to be uh, up one spot. So I'm happy about that. Um I'm not happy about Minnesota's offense at all. Um, I don't know what's going on with Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen, um, 
Adam Thielen with some controversial remarks this week about Kirk Cousins' inability to throw the deep ball. So there's some tension in that if locker room. If one guy's got to like that, it's got to be you, man. I mean, uh, Thielen had like one catch for six yards last week. Got you a big old point six, Dave. Performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big old point six. Like that. There's a call out there, QBs, too. You know? Yeah. Who's Dave, the head coach on Minnesota? Oh, God. Uh, it's um, uh, Zimmer. The guy with the eye problem. Zimmer. Zimmer, the, yeah. Dude, the guy with the eye problem with the constant red cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, he does have a red He's, face. So they just, they just don't obviously like. Obviously a defensive genius. They just don't like to pass. Apparently, I, I think it's personal with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Was it Kirk Cousins? Uh, didn't Kirk Cousins sign like a fully guaranteed hundred million dollar contract? Oh yeah. Oh, they're screwed. He's even guaranteed through the year after this. So, quick stat here: Minnesota is last in the league in pass attempts per game, twenty-four per game, twenty-four point eight oh. to be exact. Next closest, the Forty Niners at twenty-eight point three, and I'm pretty sure. The place that I looked this up is factoring in their their bye week at zero. Uh, (laughs) Good God. Last year, they were averaging 37.9 times a game. So I don't know if this is just because Dalvin Cook's healthy and they just want to run him to the ground or what. But I don't know. Dave, I'm a little concerned about Thielen. i got to be honest. I I thought it was a great pick. I had him last year, um, and he was just dynamite for me. I thought I was going to come into this year and see him get, like, a touchdown a game, at least 90 yards. Um to a point six, are you kidding me? So, you know, David's dimes uh, doesn't have a full dime and has a point six. That's horrible. I, I, I've, I've had issues with my receivers this year. Robert Woods had a great game last game. I left him on the bench. Um, Edelman's been terrible. Um, you know, I made a, lot, a huge point of picking white, wide receivers that are white, and um, the fantasy gods did not like that. So. You know, we'll, oh man! Like you said, Walker, we'll see what happens. I don't know what I've done to piss them off, but well, you do have a little bit of a bright spot. I mean, uh, Jamal Williams, although it was gruesome seeing his neck injury, that means Aaron Jones is the man, and he has uh, be working so hard. He's probably going to be puking next week. Classes and rushing, so they just don't have anybody else they can they can. The fantasy gods really smite you. They might, you know, there's going to be somebody we haven't heard of with a two-touchdown day next week, but I think Aaron Jones is going to go big. Yeah, and like I said, I'm happy to get a win. You know, um, I got Phillip Rivers up the waiver wire. I think I'm in a good spot. And like we talked about already, I play Grady next week. Um, no offense to Grady, but his team's not exactly scaring anyone right now. So we're going to move on. Um, we're going to move to number eight. Who's level with me? What are my chances? Not good. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Coming in at number eight, Hushmanzoli, lock it up. You know, when I look at Drew's squad, I I have a tough time uh, trying to, you know, find anything wrong with it. It is a lot of bad luck, you know. I mean, even last week his squad killed 
Leonard Fournette put up 224 yards and no TDs. I feel like that could have easily been a 40 or 50 point day, but he he got 24 points the hard way. And, uh, you know, I think uh, along with the bad luck, there's a little bit of unconditional love for James Conner that drew right now after that great performance last year and all the leagues he might have won you. Uh, man, he's uh, he's really been a disappointment. And, uh, man, he's probably been the uh, the reason why you've uh, failed at least <laughs> once this week because uh, he has just not looked good. Man. But I think patience, uh, you know, you're going to break some hearts down the stretch. You're one of those one and three teams where uh, you're going to you're going to ugly up the league a lot and you'll be in it down the stretch. I think he's he's the team that needs to make the <clears throat> trade the most. He has too many running backs, although, I mean, it's nice to have that many running backs, obviously, but he has the most trade bait. He's, you know, and, and I, think, I think what he's right. to do now is really make as opposed to quality issue, maybe. Yeah, I guess the wild card being if A.J. Green can come back, his team goes to another level. Oh, yeah, that wide receiver core is sexy as it stands right now. And I hope Devontae Adams isn't hurt because, man, oh, man, he looks good. He looks really good this year. So let's go back to last Thursday, Green Bay Packers versus the Eagles. Finally, the NFL gave us a good Thursday night game. It was a great game. And. You know, he had Devontae Adams and Carson Wentz. Um, so, his season was on the line. Nobody was watching that game harder than him. Um, and they just delivered. Although Devontae Adams didn't get a touchdown, Aaron Jones stole one of his touchdowns, uh, thankfully for my team. He had about, like, what, like 14 catches, 180 yards. Wentz went to work. Um, his season was saved that night. Let's not forget about that. It could go down in history is what really changed his team. And changed his um, projections for this league. So, he locked it up last week. He got the win. Um, for next week, what are you looking at for his team? He has whoa, a whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not forget that my performance <laughs> in week four was the biggest blowout of the week. Oh, how can we forget? Oh, the stat man. Stats and 47.82 differential between me and Bogo. Oh, yeah, we're going to – You know what? We were – that's a tough match. I mean, going into it, you you know, that – I thought that could have easily been the other way around, you know. But, uh, man, you came up big with the high score of the week too. And you know what? James Conner finally came through, um, even though it was, it was a weird one. I think he only had like five yards rushing, <laughs> but he still managed to put up uh, really good fantasy numbers. Yeah, but, he had- uh, man – he did. He had 14 more points than than the highest team. He dominated. Hell of a week for our podcast producer. Um, still, With he's one three. So his confidence should be, uh, you know, a little lower than it seems. But we're but gonna move. He's got the Disleys coming into town. Oof, what a rough. That's a what tough, tough matchup, matchup, man. When you're when your back's against the wall, those are not the guys you want to see. I do not want to see. The Who Disleys coming into town. I got to be honest with you. I don't know. They are scorching hot right now. Currently, as it stands, he has Golden Tate in his starting lineup, um, which is a name I just haven't heard in a long time. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. You know, the way his team's been going, Tate will probably drop a 30, have three touchdowns. Um, Stegger's team, unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
Um, on the year, they have a total of 496 points. I mean, we could save. And, uh, we could... Damn near 200 of those were uh, at my dispense. Yeah, we, we can <laughs> oh save goodness. the uh, the group rasturbation around Mark's team towards the end here. But what are you guys thinking for? Uh, what are you guys thinking about my prospects going in and facing the Who Disleys this week? Well, Whew. man, that's Whew. probably the toughest matchup we got to pick this week, too, I think. You know, uh, I'm sitting there looking at it, and yeah, I mean, the Golden Tate is, uh, God, man, him on the Giants. I mean, that could be. They don't really have a number one wide receiver right now. I mean, Sterling Shepard's kind of filling that role, but if Golden Tate slips in there, Jesus, Stager's looking team actually get better? I just don't know. But, uh, I mean, you coming into it, you got some good matchups, man. I mean, Todd Gurley against Seattle hurts, but uh, they're going to move the ball, and he's going to be good. I think, uh, I think I'm going with the streak going this week, Drew. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I think you're going to win the – Closest matchup of the week, and I'm even going to give you a score. I'm going to give you a 113 to a 109. Wow. I'm going to give a four-point spread to, to Drew. You know what? I think this matchup comes down to the defenses. I think Drew, although Los Angeles – sure, there's the Chargers. Never mind. Um, I, I'm going to give it to Drew. Just for the <laughs> currently, currently on Yahoo, who Disley is – has a 52% chance of winning. I call bullshit on that algorithm. I'm picking Drew because of the defense. I think Seattle's defense will take a hit to the L.A. Rams. Sorry, Seattle fans. I mean, our whole league. I think Drew gets to win. I think it's close. I think it's ends up being a score of 108 to 104. I like it. What do you got? Do you think Stagger actually swaps out Seattle's defense? I will publish this podcast tomorrow, a day before. Do you think Stagger makes because ever? I mean, if you're playing the Rams, the Rams just threw it 68 times. Short week. I don't know if you want to start a defense against the Rams. Do you think he, do you Stagger, think he makes the move? Because I think if I, how about this? I think if Stagger makes the move, I think he wins this one. But I think if he keeps Seattle's defense in there, I think Seattle's gonna have a hard time playing the Rams on a short week, just, even though we're at home. It comes I down just, to. So why I'm gonna in say the hell I'm, I'm gonna start I'm, Golden Tate over Sterling Shepard. I mean, that's just idiotic. He's not going to do that, and I bet he's going to start Tom. I don't know. He has some moves to make. If this is his final team, I like you, but you're right. If it changes, um, you know, we have to alter that pick. I'm going to give it to Mark. I think, I think you know, this is the number one team. I'm coming off a win. I feel good, but I think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna keep me or get me crashing right back down to earth here. I think he's, he's going to take this one pretty clearly. You think he right, cuts and AP and picks up a defense? I, I don't know what he's going to do, honestly. <laughs> but it's going to work. Whatever he's going to do is going to work because that's what he does all year long. It has this far. Good All right, let's move on. Um, let's move on to our next team, number seven on our power rankings. Everybody in the audience, now listen to me carefully, is being given a special package, and I don't want you to open it. Do not open it. Cameras are on you, so do not open
Oprah's in trouble. Man, we had a rough couple of weeks, man, and I got I got an ugly one done this week with Cole. But uh, you know, I'm trying to decide between Melvin Gordon versus a winless Denver and Sony Michelle against a winless Washington, and I should be happy. It should be easy, but uh, something tells me that they're both of them put together aren't going to put up anything but some hot garbage, and I find myself feeling a little like Bruce Willis when he was sitting in between the two ferns and uh, Zach Galifianakis asked him about the whole nine yards. Yeah. At any time during the filming, did you find yourself asking yourself, is this too good? (laughs) Because I think uh, what I got is uh, seemingly too good of an option that's going to turn out to be bullshit. Yeah. Oh, man. If only you could start four Chargers running backs, you'd be fine, right? What is your addiction? Uh, yeah. What is your obsession with uh, San Diego Chargers running backs? Would you like to give us some insight on that? Well, you know what? Uh, they're one of the best offenses in the league. So, I mean, if you look at it hard, it's not that difficult. But uh, I didn't know. I was hoping Melvin Gordon would get traded somewhere so I could have those, all three of those guys be viable options. But now Justin Jackson, you know, he gone. He is no reason for me to have him anymore. But uh, now I, I'm kind of handcuffed, at least for – I don't know about this week, but week six, I'm going to have to start both Melvin Gore. Bad call. You know, Eckler puts up good numbers even when he's a backup. So, And essentially he's been doing a 50-50 right now anyway. So I think uh, I think this is good news for me. Makes it tough. And on top of that – I find another quarterback again because Matthew Stafford has a bye and I'll probably end up picking up another kicker as well yeah I mean um, you'll have to drop one of your nine running backs to get a quarterback and I'm not just making up that number you have nine running backs <laughs> on your team <laughs> I'm, I'm grasping too my friend okay I, uh, okay I, I took too many That's life jackets myself did you start Wayne Gallman last week no I didn't you know uh I, I had Sony Michelle, and uh, even though I woke up at 11, I don't think I would have uh, <laughs> talked myself out of that. But uh, Sony Michelle, Jesus Christ, if we were dating, I'd have to watch. I wouldn't have the patience, you know. I mean, it's been four weeks and he hasn't put out, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, it's getting ridiculous. Well, not only that, I read a stat saying he hasn't he's he's the only running back with a certain amount of touches that hasn't broken a tackle all year. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Where'd you hear that, that stat? Day. That's a I fucking that. hell of a stat, dude. Are you kidding me? He's got, got a lot of touches, one man. tackle. Right under the stat that said Chris Carson had 21 broken tackles last week. It said uh, Sony Michelle had zero broken tackles. He's got at least 62 carries. I don't even know how many, uh, you know, receptions he has. But in 62 carries, at least, he hasn't broken a single tackle. You brought him down every time. (laughs) He just falls down before they get there. You So, you you won that matchup by nine points. And you remember that Eric Ebron touchdown that he had? In the last 20 seconds, like 30 seconds of the game, he broke like a 65-yard touchdown. In garbage time, you know, I think what it was was he had dropped seven passes before then. So uh, okay. <laughs> I, I think the Raiders just thought he wasn't going to catch it anyway <laughs> and just let him go. He had five targets and had one catch for that 48-yard touchdown. 
and four drops. Meaningless. <laughs> and that, I love fantasy football. That won you the game, Walk. That was the difference. Well, you know, I think I got to give Vontez Perfect a little credit, too, because had he not taken Jack Doyle's head off, that could have been Jack Doyle running down the sideline with the poor performance Ebron brought about. And I spent so much goddamn time deciding between him and Hopper. I, I even I heard about it, and uh, I was so disgusted with him. I didn't. I wouldn't have been able to pull it out because I mean it's been yeah you would have lost four weeks where my kicker and my tight end have essentially got me zeros. I had Justin Myers, and he didn't kick a field goal until last week. That's Jason Myers, asshole, and I have him now. Whatever, get his name right. (laughs) He doesn't deserve. But anyway, congratulations, you took down Cole. We'll get to Cole a little bit later. But let's go through your next matchup, okay? Um, right. You need a quarterback. Just like last week, you, you just pick up quarterbacks late in the game. You're just not really thinking about having a backup <laughs> quarterback. It worked for you last week. I don't suggest it as a strategy going forward. But you're playing art, free T-shirts, free T-shits. Good Lord. Um, wh- Drew, what do you think about this matchup? Who do you think is going to win? Arthur Nez is coming off the dud of not only the week – of the entire year, Art dropped a 61.98, which is about two points less than, than Walker's previous dud of the year at 63. Arts, Both we're, we're going to we're gonna get to Art soon, sooner rather than later, and I think Arthur is, is falling on some hard times. I, I think Walker's going to keep grinding through this. I think he's going to keep making moves. I think he's going to, again, he's going to take all the, the life vests that he can grab, and I think he's going to survive one more week. And I think Arthur <laughs> may even... Uh, Outdo himself here and, and, and do the dead of the year next next week as well. I'm taking yeah, walk. He's got he you know, to be fair to Art, he had T. Y. Hilton on the bench, Le'Veon Bell obviously out last week, but right now he has Paul Richardson, Latavius Murray, and Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has a bye next week. Maybe that's actually good for him. I'm taking walk too. Walk walk will have a quarterback by this Sunday. I hope, um, and I'm just banking on that. So I'm going to pick Walk too. I'm a generously pick myself as well, but uh, it's a good time, I think, to see Art. But the way this year's been going, Jesus, man, Paul Richardson might put up a thirty on me. All right, we're going to make a smooth transition to our sixth team. I order you to be quiet. Order? Oh, I really think he is. <laughs> I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. Well, how do you become king then? The Lady of the Lake, her arm clad in the purest shimmering Samite, held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Coming in number six, free T-shirts. We got Art. Art, man, you know, I think he just hitched his wagon to too many Falcons. You know, I mean, that for Le'Veon Bell, the early bye, and then the Hilton on the same week. It was just bad timing. And then, you know what? I'd really hate to be the guy that is handcuffed to choose between the Bills rushing game for my flex in any week. That was just a uh, 
I, I'm getting a headache thinking about it right now. Choosing between Frank Gore and Devin Singletary. Last week, I mean, I don't expect Art's team um, to put up those kind of numbers. Just an awful 61. I think a couple weeks before this, Keenan Allen had a 40. Um, so that puts what he what he produced last week into perspective a little bit. Um, That's actually, you I know, think Keenan is he on uh, Lions' team. Well, he's no. I think he's on. I, I think he's on. Sta- I want to say he's on Stager's team. But what I'm trying to say oh. is that he's going to put up a better score this week. He's going to put Hilton back in there. Hilton's been great so far. He's going to have Le'Veon Bell against Philly. They don't have a tough run defense. Um, uh, you know, I think his team overall is trending downwards. But we can't judge his team based on last week. Um, he has Marlon a bunch Mack, of. Uh... Does yeah, what Marlon he did Mack, week one. Really. Everybody's in trouble. I mean, he's had two modest weeks following uh, that week one just outburst, man. And Indy looks good. So I don't. I mean, any week, man. I mean, Marlon Mack might be one of those guys that uh, just goes on a tear. I just hope he starts at week six. And he's probably gonna have three games um, on the Sunday night game. So you're not gonna know much about this matchup till um, till late Sunday. So, like I said before, I pick you to win, um, but. You know, Art's team, despite having the tough week last week, he still remains sixth highest in scoring. So it's not all bad for Art, but we'll see what happens. All right, we're going to move into number five on our power rankings. Shit, boy. Think I'm going to be the scapegoat for the whole damn machine? Shit. Coming in at number five. Bogo vasectomy. Lions. Man, this team is extremely top-heavy, man. And uh, they rely on Lamar Jackson, Zeke, Derrick Henry, and Travis Kelsey for success. And I think uh, that early season success he had might have been a uh, case of premature peakage in his wide receiver core. They might have peaked too soon. And – you know, now from this point forward, they they can do nothing but just disappoint their lovers' expectations. You know, um, I think Bogo should look into some pharmaceutical help to fix these guys. You know, he's got to be looking to juice them somehow, slip some Adderall into Larry Fitzgerald's water. He's got to juice them, get some better performances. Because, I mean, uh, Lions, you know, the coming in at number five, that's a huge drop for him. Like I said last week, last time we did this, Lions was one of the the high points, one of the strong points, one of the leaders of the league. Um, one of the things I like about Lions is he often thinks he's uh he knows more than the next guy, and he obviously thought that way this week when he started Mike Williams, despite numerous reports that he wasn't playing. Lions entered him in there on the hopes that he'd uh you know be resilient and get through that, that injury. I think it was a back injury. So Lyons started a guy with a zero. Um, that's rough. I'm not I sure think what, he, what happens. If maybe I think he might have heard that Williams life, was on but, that ketogenic diet and he might have just healed quicker than everybody else. But maybe he wanted to do that thing. Reports. Maybe he wanted to do that thing where he's like, I beat you having started a guy that wasn't playing. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to it's tough to gauge Lions' motives, you know, and we're gonna have to hear from him about this because, um, you know, he's he's definitely trending downward, um, and we don't know what the, you know things have changed. Shit's getting real, man. It's it, coming back down to earth. It's really been a tale of two halves of the month for Lions this first month. He the first two weeks he outscored his opponents by a hundred points, 
And over the last two weeks, he's been outscored about 100 points. So for Lions, I don't think we really know who, who he is yet. Yeah, Lions. you know, the, uh, the trophy is our mistress. Right? And a few more lackluster performances like he had in the last two weeks. And she's going to find somebody who's and peek all over her tits. You know what I mean? He needs to come up. <laughs> whoa, <quick. yeah>. whoa. <laughs> you cut out there. You just came back with a fury walk. <laughs> Yeah, you did. <laughs> he's really... going gonna to need some, you know, like I said, he's going to need some, uh, some, some juice here. Taking your shot for sure, Walk. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> your shot, man. Shoot your shot. Um, Lions, Lions, Lions' matchup, and Lions still has Lamar Jackson. He still has a lot to hang his hat on. Um, he has a good matchup this week um, with a team that is outperforming. In C Murda, who is currently three and one, um, but they also have oh, identity man, issues. We'll get to that squad soon. But as far as records go, it's a pretty good matchup. Three and one versus Lions is two and two, correct? Yep, three yep. and one versus two and two. That's a big matchup. Half of Connor's team is playing on Thursday night, um, so we're gonna know a lot about this matchup on Friday morning. Walker, who do you got, man? You know, I I find myself every week rooting for Connor's team. It's hard not to, man. You know, uh, I'm going with Connor in this matchup in the hometown boys. I know he's the dog in this fight, but uh, he's been overachieving all year, man. At this point, I got to throw all logic out of the window and just uh, just go with the flow right now. I'm going to ride the wave and say Seymour takes this one and takes it handily. Yeah, I got to say, I was I was at the Husky game and I went with Connor and we we're sitting there tailgating and you know, he was looking down at his team. And I think he was talking about how he had picked up Kenyon Drake. And to me, Ooh. that sounded that was a pretty shrewd move for Connor. And uh, he told me, he looked up at me and he said, Hey, you know what? I figured out fantasy football. <laughs> and this is, uh, <laughs> I think this might be Connor's second year ever playing. I think the first year I ever played with Connor, he didn't set a lineup the whole year. So Connor's got something figured out and you look at his team and it's strong, man. Even though it's full of local guys, the guys are good. I mean, he's got Will Disley. Who's looking like a, a big time tight end in this offense. He's got Chris Carson, Matt Breida, who's a starter. Emmanuel Sanders is coming off a big game. Cooper cup, by the way, is a beast. I mean, yeah, he he's about to get you paid. Want, if you're going to go after white wide receivers, I think Connor got the, the cream of the crop here. Uh, he did what I'm, I he did what I tried to do better than me. Really. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're like the value. You got the value pack of the white as a white wide receiver. Dave. Um, yeah, it's true. I'm taking Connor. Yeah, I think Tyree I think Carr's moving to four bench. and one. Holy shit, that's hard to say, but I think he is. God, I love that image of like him at a tailgate looking over you. <laughs> Winking and saying, "I think I got this figured out, man." As he as he changes his uh, little avatar picture to Pimp C in a white fur coat and a white top yeah. hat made of fur. Yeah, well, he's earned it. And you know what? What are we gonna do? I think I'm gonna pick Connor too. I'm going against the vasectomy. I'm going against Clean Bogo, sweep. and I'm go. Part of the reason I'm going against him is because he started Mike Williams. So who knows what we're gonna see this weekend? I think we'll right, see you guys a tough ready? matchup. Tough matchup? All right, we'll see. Um, we're going to go into number four. Was your head shaped like an egg before she hit you? Hey, don't make fun of Henry, all right? It's not his fault his head is shaped like that. Note the intense overreaction. That's the roids talking. Doug, once again, off the juice. It's not juice. 
It's a protein shake. Coming in at number four, we have Dakotis Doff. Bobby Digital. Man, oh man. You know, I think Bobby Digital's only problem is that he attached himself to the Madden curse. And he's paying for it right now. Drafting Antonio Brown is, uh, yeah, it's draining the soul of fantasy owners everywhere, man. I mean, and what the fuck? What's going on with him? I mean, who's in charge of this guy? You know, I mean, uh, you go from Raiders and <laughs> him being a viable option to the Patriots. Marley. I mean, and, and then he's cut out of the league and he's uh, got all these rape. I mean, now it looks like he'll never play again, you know, and he can't drop him. I mean, it's uh, you talk about uh, stages of grief, and Bob's gone through it all this year, having to hang on to that guy. And he's still managing to hang on tight. And he's had some tough matchups, too. So, uh Bob's definitely our grinder of the year so far. I mean, he has to be sitting sitting there and rationalizing the Antonio Brown move in a number of different ways. And, you know, in, in, can you do a Bob voice for me, Plug? <laughs> I don't think so, man. I, I don't sure, think yeah, I can. I, I think Antonio Brown should come back. You, should, you guys just wait. I think he has a drafted text somewhere ready for when Antonio Brown comes back to send to all of us. Um, you know, I think he's waiting it, on that. He had to have been anticipating, like, at worst, Antonio Brown to have, like, seven TDs, 1,100 yards, you know, and maybe in 10 games or something. But I don't think anybody saw he wouldn't be playing all year. And then to come out for a second and just tease us oh. with, like, a over-the-pants HJ in week two and then just cut out, that's rough. Just talk about the emotional roller coaster that Bob's been on owning Antonio Brown. Get, I know, yeah, up and down. Just, you know, one day he's on the Raiders, not playing. He's sitting on the bench. He's not active week one. Then he's active week one, but he's not. And then he quits. And then he gets signed by the Patriots, and everything's looking like this is about to be the Tom Brady, Randy Moss year. And now he's taking he's got shots nothing. at Eric Weddle on Twitter. Um, you know, things. Did Bob even start him the week that he was active? Did he get two TDs that week? Oh, he got yeah, one touchdown. So, but. Okay, Bob has been consistent, though. I mean, if you look at his point totals, um, his weak point totals are 117, 100, 122, and 92. I'll take that. I will take that, no matter what we can say about Antonio Brown burning a hole on his bench. Um, he's got a solid squad. He's got depth. Um, and He's got really the Patriots one thing he defense. Work- he's got the Patriots defense. That's what he's got. traded to him. Yeah. yeah, the most cakewalk yeah. schedule in the league. Do they they, they have easy matchups Redskins. Redskins <laughs> for all year? Yeah, he's they definitely weathered the storm. But you know, if you think about, it, I mean, like really, like his team is two guys. It's Russell Wilson and uh, it's Christian McCaffrey. And those two guys, I mean, I think on a couple of weeks, those two guys combined for over eighty points on separate, or over seventy points. I mean, on two weeks. Those guys are just team carriers right there. I mean, he's got two of the best of them. So if he can get any production from any of the rest of these guys on a regular basis, figure out his lineup, it's a scary team because of the and factor. Scary team. Um, what could potentially be scary for his team is Juju Smith-Schuster without Big Ben. Mason Rudolph looked pretty good this last matchup. Um, I traded Juju to Bob. Um, that trade is looking – Great for him thus far, not so great for me. But what do you think about his matchup this week with um, Frank's Little Chubbies? 
Oh man, that's a tough uh that's a tough matchup for uh for Bob. I mean he's got uh he's he's handcuffed to start Chris Thompson and man having OJ Howard this year, uh I can say that that's a that's a scary uh scary start. But uh man oh man, you know, I I gotta say I like Cole in this matchup. I think there's just I think it's just a rough week for uh Robert. Yeah, it is a rough week. Um so right now he's got Dorsett in starting, um, and Alshon Jeffrey. We really don't really know what's up with him. I know he's injured. Jarvis Landry has a concussion. It's not looking too great for Bob this week. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Cole as well. Right now he's picked at um, he has a 60% chance of winning this week. Um, I'm pulling for Bob in a lot of different ways. Um, I'll get to Cole later, and I have some beef with Cole I got to address, but. Um, I'm going to go with Cole this week, and it's a, it's a practical pick. Um, what about you, Drew? What do you think? You know, I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to take Bob here. I'm looking at this. Whoa! The New England Patriots have scored 76 points over the last three weeks. Like, ridiculous amount. They, they have them projected for 9.51. I can't go back and see what they were originally projected and, and what they actually did because if you look at the last three weeks, they had a 37, a 14, and a 25 last week. And you know they weren't projecting that. So you look at this You look at this matchup, and Bob's the underdog by 10 points, but they're only projecting the New England Patriots to score 9.51 against the Redskins. I think I think Isn't Hopkins I, starting I, this week. I don't too? know who's starting for them. <laughs> I, I think that I think the Patriots Haskins. have at least twenty points on defense again, and I think Bob comes at, squeaks away with a you know a one fifteen to to one thirteen win and gives the little Chevys their second loss of the year. And I think we have a tie at the top of the leaderboard after this week. Woo-hoo! You're actually right. I think next to Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think his highest scoring players on his teams are his kicking spot and uh, New England's defense all year. I think Robert's got double digit points from his kicking slot and his defense in every week. All right. That's a bold pick, Drew. Um, but like you said, New England's projected at 9.5, and that would be their lowest. Def- or, yeah, 9.5, that would be their lowest defensive output this year. They're likely to get about probably 15 to a 20. Dwayne Haskins is going to throw a couple picks most likely. Um, So we'll see what happens. We're going to move into our third team on our power rankings. I just don't want to get into a formal thing here. I'm white, you know? I'm white. W-H-I-T. E. (laughs) Coming in at number three, C. Murda. Connor squad's my favorite squad. I, I I really can't think of a funner franchise to own in our league than Connor squad. And it's awesome that they're performing the way they're doing. I, I don't know how often Connor and Lions get together, but uh, despite using Matt's Madden franchise as his fantasy study guide, his team is impossible <laughs> not to root for and is looking scarier every week. With Tyreek Hill on the bench too. And when he comes back, this team's going to make a leap. Um, while the real C. Murda may be doing life in prison, Connor's team has some real life. Um, and, we, we, you know, he has Mahomes. Beckham had a pretty tough week last week. But he's got Cooper Cup, who – is he on – right now, going forward, if he continues what he's doing, is he the best wide, re- wide receiver ever? <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's definitely the best wide receiver I think we'll ever see come out of Eastern Washington, that's for sure. That's safe. If- that's definitely safe. <laughs> 
<laughs> what about the, is he a better athlete? Is he a best athlete? Is he better than Rodney Stuckey? I don't know, man. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a 40-inch vertical on him. He probably gets him in the uh, 225 reps. You know, he he probably is. Although, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I would say that uh, Cooper Cup is definitely uh, – I think he's going to make more uh, – no, he's not even going to make more money than Stuckey. You know, now nah, Rodney Stuckey gets it. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm glad you climactic. And 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 going into next week, um, he's got the all local team. He's got a three game winning streak. If you look at his points for and his points against, it really doesn't match up. Um, you know, so I think he's getting a little bit lucky. Um, it really doesn't matter in fantasy though. I mean, a win's a win. He has a negative eighteen point differential. Um, that's a little bit concerning. Um, he's playing a team that's being projected to beat him by seven points in Bogo vasectomy. But we already picked that game. We love C. Murdo. We love his team. Rarely in fantasy does the guy who picks all the homers get validated like this. You know what I mean? I know. Usually that's why that this guy's is so fun to watch. I, to be honest with you, even though I would have never picked this team, I sit there thinking every week, like, God, I wish I was 3-1 and one with all local guys. You know, that's the team I wish I could have every year that I just don't have the balls to do. So, bravo, in my opinion. All right, let's move into number two. Let's just relax here, okay? Now, uh, um, what exactly are we uh, looking at here? Um, what do you mean? What? <laughs> well, I mean, um, is it the... Um, or the... Is it the Frank or the beans? Right. Oh, I, uh, I, I don't know. It looks like I think it's a little bit of both. Break some veins! Break some veins! Coming in at number two on our power rankings, we have Frank's Little Tiny Chubbies. Cole. We got Cole, my man, coming in here at number two. You know... Cole's been sitting here pretty much leading the league in everything. He's got the most balanced team. He's been in first place pretty much from start to finish. And every week, I, you know, I appreciate the hospitality, but I got to sit there and I got to hear about James White isn't doing this. James White's having a baby. Cole, you don't know pain, okay? You don't no, you know don't. pain. <laughs> so I don't no, want to hear anymore. James White, you know, across the uh, – on Sundays when it's your only slot not killing. You got a great squad and uh, no more, no more. You're preaching to the choir here, okay? I'm sitting here with Sony Michelle on top of that who hasn't broken a tackle all year and your guy can somehow put up 12 points and touching the ball twice. Yeah, and he beat me with a guy, with James White having a baby. Um, do you know when that news came around? Like how much time did he have like, to switch his lineup? I'm pretty sure you had like 10 minutes to do it. Like uh, it was one of those things where you set your lineup, you go make the coffee and you come back and the game started and uh, Bill Belichick bamboozled us all. Do you, you, you remember that um, scene in the social network when Mark Zuckerberg's write, writing like the uh, algorithm for Facebook on his mirror? It's like a montage. That's what Cole thinks he is as a fantasy owner. He thinks he uh-huh. knows like – he thinks he's like – you know, exposed all the inefficiencies. He was telling me how he sees value in the numbers. I, his head is so inflated. Um, it's unbelievable. He was sending me, like, 
existential quotes about fantasy last week. Um, it, I'm just sick of him. I hope he loses the rest of his matchups. He knows that. I have I, no I don't feel idea bad about the depths it. of his ego. <laughs> it's incredible. And no, you have to see it on a daily basis, you know? I didn't know how bad, though. He's been hiding this from me to some degree. But, but I mean, man, oh, man, his his draft was phenomenal. I mean, he's only made four waiver wire pickups. And to be honest with you, if he was better on the waiver wire, we might, uh, you know, he might have been too good to catch, to be honest with you. If he would have caught a couple of guys and made some moves on the waiver wire, he may have uh, solidified his team early. I got how good his draft. I kind of disagree with you, Walk. I think Cole is just being very selective and picks and chooses waiver wire moves. He's only made four of them. But two of them have been pretty good, man. He picked up Tyrell Williams, who's the number one on Oakland and doing really well. And he picked up John Brown on Buffalo, who's also crushing it. I think Cole knows exactly what he's doing. He's quoting Theodore Roosevelt, sending us motivational posters on game day. <laughs> he's getting in our heads, isn't he, Dave? He is, he is. He's completely controlled. And everything I just said came from a place of jealousy when I look at his team. His team is unbelievable. <laughs> he has Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. He's hoarding quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Whatever he did to prepare for the draft should be replicated by every fantasy owner. He's amazing. Um, he's taking care of my dog in a couple of weeks, too. So I love him for that. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm envious of Cole. Guy. I'm envious of I, Cole, even though, um, you know, I did pick him this week. He's probably going to be successful. He's got like a 70 or, excuse me, 84% chance of making the playoffs. Um, barring injury, Cole's Cole's going to be there at the end, probably. Yeah, man. I find myself every time I look at a squad uh, boiling in jealousy myself. Yeah, he makes me not like myself and not like my fantasy team. You know, it's, it's hard enough to look at myself in the mirror in the morning, Cole. All right. Every time I look in the mirror, I see Cole pointing a finger at me, saying my team's <laughs> not good. You know, telling um, you to G to B. Yeah, <laughs> making fun of my little chubby. All right, smart um, choices, guys. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the top of our league. Hey, buddy. Yeah, what's going on there, pal? Oh, my God. I just found a rat's nest. Slaughtered about 200 of them. <laughs> 200. Couldn't be. That's Christ. Oh, it's, like, it's like whole generations of those things have died in my hands and mothers, fathers. Grandfathers, little baby rats. Mm, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, though, if our lives are really more valuable than theirs, you know what I mean? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Our, our lives are, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Coming in at number one. Who Disley? Oh, man, what haven't we said about Stager already, man? I mean, the guy's averaging 124.5 points per week. It's almost suspiciously good. We, I am talking about those who have offended the gods in some mysterious way. I'm wondering what, just what this rat-killing son of a bitch did to appease the, good guy, the gods and get in their good graces, because... Jesus, I mean, everything's going right for this guy. Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans are probably the best duo we got in our league. And uh, he's got two two running backs that are on two of the best offenses. I mean, I think Cole's a better balanced team, but the uh, 
man, the upside potential, the home run potential for Stager is clearly ridiculous. He's got a lot of guys. I mean, he's got six guys that, you know, can legitimately put up multiple 30s this year in weeks. Yeah, this week he's got Kenny Dolliday on um, a bye. If you read his team, it doesn't match up what, what he's been doing. Now, um, you know, that's not meant to take him down or anything. He is starting Golden Tate this week. He does have Mike Evans, Galladay. Um, we'll see about Kamara. Mixon really hasn't performed as well as he should have this year. So he has, you know, room to improve in that area. Um, I think this this week's huge for him because, you know, if he loses this week, he goes to three and two. He's a little bit more pedestrian. If he wins, he goes to four and one. And who knows what he can do after that. Um, so, you know, we're really looking at this matchup. I think this is probably the matchup that says the most about our league this week. Him against Drew. Drew's one and three. He's three and one. We're looking at two teams going two different ways. Um, you know, this is the big one. This is the big one. A league-defining matchup. Yeah, that, you know, he – That may be uh, too strong, but whatever. No, I, th- I think you're right, man. I think uh, this is a big matchup because uh, this is kind of his moment to kind of stamp an uh, exclamation point on – whether or not his team's a real deal or not, because uh, Drew's coming in, he's hot. He's got his back against the wall, and his team—he's finally got his lineup figured out. And uh, you know, he really doesn't have any weaknesses this week, so he's going to get everything Drew's got. And uh, how this matchup ends up is probably going to be telling of uh, the playoff picture this year. To be honest with you, yeah, and I think he has Watson. You know, we see what Mariota did last week to Atlanta's defense Watson's going against Atlanta this week Mike Evans Lattimore is going to be on Mike Evans I don't know if you watched that game but Lattimore made Amari Cooper look weak last last game um we'll see this is going to be a tight one but as of right now he's at the top he's wearing the crown right now you should feel good about himself he made your team look awful he just completely destroyed you you were you you lost that game before you even woke up I know, man. Um, I I yeah. I can't believe I was kicking myself for benching LaShawn McCoy. What was the point? You know, <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah, no, was, no, it uh, didn't matter. Yeah. Do we know who? Did, so did Stager lose Week One, and then he's won three straight. Who beat him? Was it Art? Who beat Stager? Stager so lost know. Week One to free T-shirts. Oh, and that was when Art put up 136, and didn't Stager yeah. put up 120 or something that week too? Yeah, it was a shootout, 135 to 119. Yeah. Stagger's man. team's legit. But we got to look at this. Yeah. He's got, you know, one thing about Stagger, which I didn't come, I didn't expect coming out of the draft. Stagger has the third most moves. He's staying active. He's got 12. He's got one more move than you walk. He's staying active. I, I will say he does have the third least uh, points against, although that doesn't matter because his offense is putting up a ton of points. But you kind of hit it on the head, man. He's got two or three guys that could get you 30 every week but if those guys go down he's he's uh his record could you know if those guys have some duds which he's lucked out and we've all had duds so far from our our big uh big draft picks he hasn't experienced that yet but if they do i don't think he's got the depth to really hang in there on a weekly matchup so i'm hoping that happens this week i think so starting golden tate and dj Moore, uh those are bold moves you know so uh but, God, I mean, anybody that's playing Atlanta that has a wide receiver or quarterback, just start them all. <laughs> Atlanta cannot guard the pass. So, Deshaun Watson might put up a 50 this week, guys. It might, it might not matter. Yeah. 
and he's like like Drew said, he's active on the waiver wire. This is probably not the team he's going to put out on Sunday. Um, we'll Waller's have to check the waiver pick. wire tomorrow to see if who he's picked up. He's got Darren Waller, Mike, Mark Ingram, Greg Z is good for like a ten to fifteen. Um, Barber, Sterling Shepard, and AP. Yeah. Got all those guys. Yeah. We'll have to, you know, next time we'll figure out if he's still at the top. But um, that'll do it for the Hawk Dog Report. As always, it's brought to you by Top Tier Collision. Don't forget to stop on by for the Sober October promotion. Anyone who can bring in clean piss gets 50% off their next oil change. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.